Hi. <laughs> and the good thing is, I mean, we can edit. <laughs> okay. Okay, who's going to edit? <laughs> That's the question. Okay. Okay, so we're Bookhorn. We're Bookhorn. I'm Megan. And I'm Denise. And uh, we are two uh, book nerd friends. That having... are starting a podcast together. Yeah. yeah weird <laughs> exciting i think yes but also nerves <laughs> uh i th- definitely comes from listening to way too many awesome literary podcasts and thinking yeah. we could do the same and also having a book club for two people because <laughs> feeling <laughs> we should bring the world into this yes um yeah. Because it really is. We just we've just had a book club between two people for the past like year. Hey, I mean, we had a panorama happening. <laughs> we couldn't exactly take this to the public. We had a panini. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you want to start with your um your background? Uh yeah, I have a bachelor's in history, and uh, a master's in secondary education where i teach (laughs) where i teach uh i can teach history and i have and i can teach english to uh the chillins of the world um and you know just loving i spend the day loving books more than my students do i can see that (laughs) where we currently are (laughs) in a room full of books room full of books can you say fire hazard oh so many (laughs) this room would go up in flames if i lit any of the candles in here i'm pretty sure it would just i know oh there is a lot of candles there is a lot of candles yeah because it it would just go (laughs) and who are you well, I, you can't see me, but I'm flipping my hair over my shoulder. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in English with a specialization in literature specifically. And I have a certificate in Korean studies. So I also took quite a few classes on literature from Korea. Um, and in my spare time, I also love to read books. And that's pretty much all I do. Yes. <laughs> so here we are. Two book nerds. It's, um, yeah, when I get asked, like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, well, when I get home, I'm really tired. So, like, honestly, I sleep and I read. And then I sleep again. <laughs> right? I had a tough friend. She's like, oh, do you still play video games? And I was like, well, that's kind of gone now. And I just read books. I I spend the day talking to 200 teenagers. It's really taxing. So I get home and don't want to talk. <laughs> and reading is perfect for that honestly i know i deal with a lot of math at work and spreadsheets so like like the words i read are like out there and then i get home and i'm like i want to read something fun and creative (laughs) and pretty like tell me about dragons please (laughs) tell me about dragons yeah (laughs) oh yeah and i think that kind of leads us into what we usually read too uh Mm. we are big fans YA, YA especially and I think a bit of adult but mainly YA is what we read huh 
Yeah, yeah. And um, a little bit of middle grade, but a little bit of middle grade sneaks in, sneaks in. Um, yeah. so unprofessional. <laughs> um, I'm muting it right now. <laughs> um, I feel like middle grade is so underrated. Totally. And uh, so we've kind of just started getting back in, like it kind of like sneaks in there with us. Yeah, yeah, like once in a while we're like into a really good series Keeper of the Lost City. Keeper of the Lost City. And then we're like, okay, why are we not appreciating this genre enough? <laughs> Everyone read Keeper of the Lost Cities by Shannon Messenger. I swear, I see you all the time recommending it to people. I and I'm like, you're doing the Lord's work, Megan. Did I tell you, um, it was like last week, I'm in the middle of like a semi like lecture. Um, and like talking about uh, Voltaire and Candide, and exciting. I know, so exciting. <laughs> and I look, and one of the kids, one of the kids, um, this one of the uh, my students, he had um, the first book from Keeper of the oh, Lost really? Cities on his desk. Oh my god! And I kid you not, like I'm in the middle of my lecture, and I just go, I'm like talking, blah, 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 blah. oh, I love that book. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I was like, what? Are you talking to me? <laughs> it was so random, but like it, it like like it's like I had like yeah. I was like oh, laser eyes, <laughs> like a little moment of happiness where you're like, oh my, oh my god. god, you're reading what I love. That's awesome. That's really cool. Let's talk about let's talk about books. We will talk about books if you give us the chance. All right. So we're talking about the Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner. Penner. Oh my gosh. All right. So what's first on our agenda? Was it just, oh, the summary? The summary, yeah. Okay. I'm going to hand, I just talked a lot about random students that no one knows. So <laughs> I think you should take the summary. All right. I mean, okay. So. Oh, and for those who don't know, we have, we both have the book of the month versions of. That's right. um, and it's so pretty. It is a very pretty, it is a gorgeous book. Okay, well, I mean, there's two, this book has, no, not two, this has, this is a book with multiple perspectives. One of those being Nella, who has her own little apothecary, and this, her perspective is set in the seven, late 1700s, mm-hmm. and she has an apothecary where she helps women out with their issues by either prescribing them air quotes um (laughs) medicine that either helps them with their own ailments or actually like can maim or murder like their their male relatives and friends Mm -hmm. in their lives so her goal is to help out women with her apothecary Mm -hmm. and then we have the perspective of caroline i believe her name is that's caroline and she's the modern like aspiring historian of some sense and she's like also struggling with the recent infidelity of her husband mm-hmm. of 10 years and so she's trying to cope with also the loss of motherhood because they were trying for kids before he um cheated on her and mm-hmm. how she's trying to find her roots and what made her happy and mm-hmm. what happiness means for her and it's also a third perspective from her name, I Eliza. Eliza. And Eliza's just kind of like this like secondary character of sorts. I don't feel like she's a full main character, really. 
Um, really? Okay. I would so, call it's weird. I I would almost call it like a shadow main character. Right? Like, okay. yeah. Like she's like 1.5. Because I feel like she only has like a few chapters. A few but chapters. there's still momentum. Like there's yeah. still a huge part, especially towards the ending. Mm-hmm. And she's like someone who ends up kind of being taken on as Della's assistant in the apothecary. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what she's bringing to the table and what she's She's also twelve. Too. Yeah. She's like also she's, t- yeah. yeah. And so what she's dealing with and mm-hmm. what she also represents, I think, to Nella and even Caroline, 300 years later, mm-hmm. Caroline. So Is that good math? Is it 300 years? <laughs> well, like 1,700. <laughs> Three, 400. Yeah, 300. Okay. Yeah. Hey. I mean, you do the math every day. You're, I should trust you're you. You're doubting me. Whenever my students like ask me like a math question, I'm like, I don't teach math for a reason, so don't ask. <laughs> you're like, down the hall to your right. is the math teacher. Please take your questions over there. Yeah, so I feel like that was a really good summary. No? Did I miss anything important? I think that was pretty much it. Oh, and then I guess, well, Caroline, she's also, she found a vial that washed up on the shores in London, and she's trying to explore, like, where it came from, and then she, that leads her to the apothecary, um, and what, how to piece together, like, where it came from, like, what it meant, and, like, the woman behind the lost apothecary. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's how these two, these, well, three mm-hmm. perspectives are tied into each other. Together, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Let's so, get into ratings. Oh Our God. ratings. So what? What were your thoughts? Mm. This book sounds amazing, right? It sounds it's amazing. It's beautiful. It was kind of a letdown for me, and I feel like I'm gonna sound horrible when I say this. I wanted more murder, right? <laughs> okay, me too. I was like. Where's the murder mystery here? Yeah, I wanted more murder. I wanted more death. And, um, like, I think I expected more of that. Whereas, um, this book focused more on, like, I mean, there were through murder. There were a few murders. There was a lot of murders. The whole book of murders. (laughs) Um, well, well, yeah, she had... Nella had Nella a whole had, book of murders. This wasn't the book of murders. Yes, but she, but had, she <laughs> had a book of murders. This wasn't a book of murders. And, um, but it also, not like, when I think about it, okay, so getting in, okay, so <laughs> my rating, I gave it 3.5 stars, mm. okay? Um, with, and I went in here really expecting this to be a five-star read. Right, same. Mm. Okay, so I rated it four stars, and I was trying to be, like, lenient, because it's also her debut novel, no? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, like, I'll give it, like, a little bit of leeway. Like, she is, like, starting out, and I felt like it was a really good foundation, but if I was, like, rating anyone else, I would give it, like, closer to three stars, just because, like, there wasn't, like, like, it was an interesting premise. It wasn't something that I would read generally, especially, like, when we get into, like, the genres that are in the book mm-hmm. like especially caroline's perspective i was just like not really interested in her at all so i i really didn't like it but i was like it's got a good foundation i just would have expanded on it i would have yeah. made it like like a lot longer to be honest yeah so i 
when looking at other reviews, I saw that a lot with Caroline. And I'm actually glad that you brought that up because I actually liked Caroline. Really? Yes. Yes. Okay. I know. And I know that mm. sounds weird. But I actually really identified with Caroline mm, as, okay. as a, um, how old am I? <laughs> 31. 30? Okay. I'm 31. Can you do the math on your <laughs> own age? Do the math. I see why you're not a bad team. After, <laughs> after 25, it really stopped mattering to me. Dude, after 23, I and was then like, I, turned, I can drink. I and don't then, care. Well, but then, like, and then I turned 30 during mm. the panorama. Like, literally in the middle of the panorama. I felt that. And so it's kind of like, did that year exist? I don't know. <laughs> um, so I'm 31. And Caroline was 32, I believe. Don't remember. <laughs> she was 31 or 32. Like, she was in her 30s. Mm-hmm. And um, she starts to embark on this journey of, like, she's kind of, like, starting from the beginning. And mm-hmm. she, for her, it's how spoilery do you want? What do we want to get? Uh, I think, I think pretty spoilery. Okay. Like, I assume people have already read the book. Okay. And, like, maybe they forgot, but they still read it. Okay. So, she is starting over because her husband just cheated on her. And yeah, she's, like, I'm a bitch. <laughs> um, men. <laughs> um, and, um... She is like with that infidelity, it's making her like rethink their marriage, mm-hmm. and it's making her think back of what she wanted to do before they got married, like who she is, and yeah, who she wanted to be mm-hmm. before, yeah, exactly. Like, and so I myself am not married, I've never been married, I haven't been cheated on, that mm-hmm. I know of. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no but worries. when I was like in like 24. Mm-hmm. I moved back in with my parents to help take care of my alien father. And uh, my life was put on hold for mm-hmm. a good, like, five years or so. And I had to pretty much start over. And mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm starting over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like I really connected with that story. Like, because yeah. I feel like we live in such a society. I feel like it's changing, but... Mm-hmm. I still feel like we get told, like, we should know what we are, like, we should know yes. what we are, are doing while we're at, at 30. Mm-hmm. And, like, at 20, <laughs> I, yeah, I would argue. Exactly. And I'm, like, I've been sitting there at 30, like, I don't know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I think I connected with Caroline's story in that way. And um, I, and I, <laughs> I have a bachelor's in history <laughs> and I have, oh. and I've constantly <laughs> thought about, do I want to go? I want to get. Do mm-hmm. I want to get my graduate degree? Like I already mm-hmm. have my master's. It's in secondary education, and I do love teaching. Yeah, the teaching part. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's not this podcast. We're not going to get political about teaching, okay? <laughs> um, but like, you if really I could everything. like drop everything, and if I could go and get my graduate degree at Cambridge, Oxford, what have you, I'd do it in a heartbeat. And I oh, thought about yeah. that too, like. And so I connected with her in that way. Mm. You're a youngin', so you... (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, I'll acknowledge, like, I know I could still recommend this book to other people that would resonate with characters like Caroline and Mm -hmm. even Nella, especially since, like, we'll get into it, but one of the big themes of motherhood Mm -hmm. and how they've dealt with this big loss of, Mm -hmm. like, you know, not having that um, part of their identity, but they want it and what that means for them. 
but like as for me where it's like you know I don't want children I don't really struggle with that like sense of like you know putting my life on hold that type I can't really resonate with her and like reading her part like I could um sympathize with her and like appreciate it it just isn't the book for me personally Mm -hmm. because I don't really read those kind of books anyways where it's like you know, a woman, especially, like, trying to deal with who she is and, like, what it means to be, like, her and what she wants. And mm-hmm. so, like, I don't read those books. And this book had that. And it's, like, it was beautiful. I I, I appreciated it. I admired it. But especially because I went into this thinking of, like, it was going to be, like, maybe a murder mystery type, mm-hmm. you know, like, a lot more, like, death and stuff. I was blindsided by how she was just, like, more um, vulnerable Mm -hmm. and, like, just dealing with what she had to deal with where I was, like, like, I, you know, I admire it, her journey, but I didn't want to (laughs) read it. (laughs) It wasn't what you were wanting to read. Um, I feel like we can both agree that, and, I mean, listeners, the one Mm -hmm. of you maybe, hi, mom. Um, (laughs) Hi, Denise's mom. (laughs) Um... disagree obviously but Mm -hmm. I feel like when you read the summary of this book yeah I think you go in here expecting one thing expecting like the murder revenge yeah and you don't really you get that but that's not the focus definitely it's not the focus especially because like I don't really read like the summaries of books before I read them I just Mm kind of go by cover alone Mm -hmm. and like since last time I did that I ended up reading (laughs) Twilight when I was in high school I swear, um, not to be like a hipster or anything. Oh, um, I was one of the first Twilight readers, um, but I still remember I got this book and it looked cool, mm. and I got it and I'm reading and I'm like, and I've never read a vampire book before, oh, so like it gets to the vampire book and I was like, this book is about <laughs> vampires, and I remember like turning over the cover, like looking, and I was like, it literally tells you right there, Megan. Like, <laughs> I had that happen with another like a big horror book, and I won't say which one, but it like. It was totally, like, in the beginning. Like, the three quarters of the book, it was her, like, dealing with who she was, too. Mm-hmm. And then, like, three quarters in, a zombie apocalypse comes in. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the rest of it is just her, like, fighting for her life. And I was like, what is this? Where did this come from? And then I read the synopsis, and I was like, oh, well. <laughs> it kind of hinted. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's going to be a fantasy. Like, we're going to have some fun, like, magical realism in, like, the, like historical fiction which I like I love the premise of that Mm -hmm. but every time I read a book that gives me that like that has that premise I go to read it and I'm like this isn't what I thought it was gonna be (laughs) Jonathan Strange is the other (laughs) example I can think of for that where I was like I guess this is historical fiction with a little bit of magic but like Oh, listeners Uh, (laughs) we know Jonathan Strange is a favorite of many book nerds but um but it was a struggle bus for us yes it was a struggle bus I still can't bring myself to like donate it because I'm like maybe I'll try it again I think I still have it yeah I I've been reading it slowly I'm not even finished with it I'm like I know I keep I keep seeing it on your Goodreads account and I'm like (laughs) every time I see it on your Goodreads account I'm like she's still trying all right 
<laughs> when did we when were we supposed to start it like may maybe yeah and it's already november <laughs> yeah i read it slowly like mm-hmm. it's the good thing is it's a book you can put down and then like pick up and like read a little bit i and, wouldn't like, know but <laughs> it's a book it's... i picked up and then put down and never picked up again <laughs> well if you pick it up you can pick it up but okay. then you'll put it back down okay <laughs> i i think my problem with that book is um we started reading it when I had just discovered the podcast Bonnets at Dawn. Yeah. So like I'm so reading, I was, I know I'm reading all yes. like the feminist power of historical women. And then I'm reading Jonathan Strange and it's, it's like about men. these white men who are just, oh, and I'm like, mm, I'm not into it. Yeah. I'm going to go read me some Bronte or Jane. Maybe Dana. we should have picked up this book. <laughs> we probably should have. That would have been a good segue. Yeah, but instead... Okay, so I rated it 3.5, you rated it 4, we can both agree it's because we were expecting more more of the murder mm-hmm. revenge. Definitely. Um, I think that is a good way that murder revenge, like, is a good way to lead into, like, the theme of female agency mm-hmm. um, that's in this book, because, so, we were so excited for the murder revenge, yeah, take, yes. kill the cheaters, yeah, <laughs> yeah kill the men! We do not, we are not telling you to kill men, listeners. Um, But um, it was interesting to read how, so Nella had been giving these poisonings to women, and that's Mm -hmm. how she and Ella, uh, she and Ella meet. Mm -hmm. Um, Ella went to go get the poison. Eliza? Eliza, sorry. Whoops. that's how Nella and Eliza meet is because Eliza went to go to the apothecary to mm-hmm. get the poison for her mistress. Um, she mm-hmm. works for a Mrs. Um, Amwell and Mrs. Amwell wanted the poison because her husband is being a creeper to Eliza. Like her okay. husband. Oh yeah, yeah. He is a pedophile. Like um, he is. And I feel like, we don't even know if he had done anything to Eliza. Right? Like, it was like, totally hinted at. Yeah, it was... like, most of her perspective is, mm-hmm. it's like, not... It's very ambiguous. It mm-hmm. doesn't fully give you a clear-cut answer. Yeah. Like, especially because there are parts where it says, like, I don't know if he did do anything. Yeah. And well, because, like, she was... A, like, he gave her something, mm-hmm. and then she was asleep. And, yeah, like... for, like, 12 hours, Yeah, say? Like, a long period of time. And can we give, like, a slow clap, like, for Mrs. Amwell for, like, the... Be- Believing, her. believing Eliza, like, and it wasn't even like Eliza went to her. Like Mrs. Yeah. Amwell asked her, and like right. Eliza told her the truth, and like Mrs. Amwell knew, like, yeah. something sketch was happening. And what's interesting too is like Eliza went to her and was like, you know, the servants told me that there was another girl that this mm-hmm. happened to. Yeah, and it, and she said like, oh, like that person never existed, and that's where I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is like a paranormal book, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, this person didn't exist or disappeared, and then like, oh, I just took that to her being like the regular like Georgian wife of, uh, no, no, we don't talk about that. Yeah. I didn't think paranormal. <laughs> I was like, what happened? She disappeared. They don't. That's know. your YA reader coming out. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, this is getting good. <laughs> and then it was just like moving on. <laughs> and she's like, I see ghosts. And I'm like, oh, I love this. Where are we going with this? Um. Well, and then so Mrs. Amwell like decides, okay, this mm-hmm. dude has to go. 
And so she sends Eliza to get that going. And I applaud her for that. Like, I the applaud fact her that too. She even was like, this guy's got to go. Yeah. And he's not just leaving my home like in a carriage, like he's leaving in a coffin or yeah, nothing. Yeah, exactly. I love. And we, and so we also know like women do that for like their infant, like their husbands who are cheating on them, um, hurting them, what have mm-hmm. you. And then we come to what was uh, the Lady Clarence. Mm. Lady Clarence. All right, Lady Clarence. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Lady Clarence. <laughs> um, so she comes and we are all expecting, she asks for poison and we all assume, Nella assumes that it's for her husband. Mm-hmm. Who is like who she says is cheating on her. And then Nella makes the poison, like, she makes the poison. It's, like, a really, like... Like, elaborate, it's like, very, recipe. Yeah, it's For very... her, who's also, like, older and mm-hmm. struggling with her joints. Mm-hmm. And she finds out that Lady Clarence is actually going to give it to her husband's mistress. Who's his cousin. Who's also his cousin. Which is total, like, <laughs> it's okay for this time of year. But I was like, oh. Oh, the 1700s. <laughs> oh, 1700s. Uh, like, the Alabama of history. Alabama. Um, and then Nella does, like, the, a boss move. And she's yeah. like, you ain't giving it to her. And just throws it in the fireplace, mm-hmm. says. And, yeah, because she's like, we don't, like, the, she's not, I'm not in the business of hurting women. But then, does that not get you? Like, Lady Clarence says something like, you give these poisons mm-hmm. to these women to kill these men. Like, why is this what you have a scruple with? And I kind of was like, oh, Same. shit. Should I think about that? <laughs> That's, like, the point where I felt confused on her character because she was totally, like, no, like, it's different. Like, only men can die from my, like, from my apothecary stuff and i just i didn't understand that like just like her resolute like this is how it is like that's how it is like take it or leave it Mm -hmm. because i felt like i expected maybe someone who was like either like morally ambiguous and kind of like questioning their stance at times Mm -hmm. where it's like is this okay for me to do like should i be doing this because she is kind of like like she's a serial killer like she's killing she's all a these serial people. killer yeah and like she has like no qualms about that she's mm-hmm. just like yep like i help women like kill their husbands and like i mean in a lot of these cases like eliza and her and uh lord amwell i'm kind of like okay like that's valid i'm not gonna like judge her for it but like you don't she doesn't really know if the people that are taking her poison deserve it mm-hmm. or for what you know mm-hmm. like this is all like a gray area where mm-hmm. like she's not even giving it to them she's giving yeah. it to someone else who says they're giving it to them because they did such and such thing yeah. and it's like you know how many times have you heard someone tell a story to you where it's like they're the victim and you're just gonna like give them a vial and be like yeah go kill that person <laughs> like i'm still okay like i'm going to heaven <laughs> so i have like I didn't understand her character. And when that happened, I was kind of like, she has a point. Like, Lady um, Clarence Clarence has a point. And I feel like, you know, I want to see where her character goes after this. But she just kind of was like, oh, my God. Like, she's threatening to, like, shut down my apothecary. Yeah. I guess I'll do it. (laughs) So, 
but that kind of brought me back to that whole like when we were saying earlier like i was expecting more murder revenge and then you're like oh do I need to look inside myself? <laughs> do, I to, do I need to put a mirror to my soul here? Um, and so, so you have that female, because, and Lady Clarence is like, I can't kill him. I want children. Mm-hmm. And if I kill him, that won't happen. Yeah. And, which is a very valid point. I mean, totally. all, in this time, like, widows, like, are like they're more financially like stable stable than like a single woman like Mm -hmm. hell i would kill to be a widow in the 1700s i would not want to be like a single like i wouldn't want to be a single woman or like a wife at all i would like okay i will i i hands up for being a widow please (laughs) but um but i think also with a child no because like well but no here's the thing like she she most likely will not get remarried Mm mm-hmm like widows, like True. widows, yeah, they're financially stable, You're but like, but like everyone's like, mm, she's a widow. <laughs> she, and I think she was like a little bit older too. So it's like, mm. Mm, she's a little bit older. So if she wants to have the children she wants, it has to be with Clarence, like with mm-hmm. the Lord Clarence. And she's under the very wrong belief that him having all the sex with his cousin mistress is making him less able to yeah Yeah. to like give her a child Mm -hmm. almost like he's using all his good sperm with the (laughs) with the side chick with the side chick and it's like "Mm, i think genghis khan proves that (laughs) it doesn't matter um but over and over yeah (laughs) but i but so obviously we know that's wrong but i can get where she's coming from and so, like, but so that's why she's like, I want, I need to get rid of the mistress. It's not to to help me with my problem. It's not getting rid of the mm-hmm. man. It's getting rid of the mistress. Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm, weird. I yeah. get it though. Like, I I wouldn't do it, but like, and I also wonder at the financial aspect too. You know, because like, if you don't have a child, like, where does the money go after your husband dies? Like, besides, I think it goes know, to her fully. Oh, well, that would depend on... Like, she must get, like, an annuity because... Possibly. Historically, like, so... Because he's a lord. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a lord. He's not just a mister, like Mr. Mm-hmm. Amwell was. He's a lord. So he would have... There would have to be a um heir. Mm-hmm. And that heir would probably be his... At this point, it's his brother or his or brother's like son. Cousin, like, yeah. So, yeah. So she would be... So I imagine she would it, she would probably she wouldn't be screwed financially like yeah, I totally. she probably has an annuity down to her like mm-hmm. where she gets something after the death like mm-hmm. but she definitely wouldn't be it wouldn't be the same lifestyle yeah because I imagine if you have a son and it mm-hmm. goes to them yeah then it's like you're well possibly that's the thing like he, she can have that better. son and then he can go because like she yeah. would be the mother of the heir because mm-hmm. like no matter how old that son is he is the heir so that son yeah. it would be Lord um lord clarence and Mm -hmm. so until he comes of age she's would be the one put in charge of all his Mm -hmm. his situation and probably whatever male like uncle Mm -hmm. whatever too um so yeah so for her her situation definitely would be the mistress is what has to go yeah and there her only way out was um killing her murder 
I mean, because it's the cousin mistress too. Like it's part, mm-hmm. of, like it's a family member. It's not like you yeah. can be like, "Don't come back here." Like yeah, or like a servant that you send them that off you, exactly to yeah. another house or just fire them. Mm-hmm. Like she's there. Yeah, like she's she's not going anywhere. And then it gets fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it all goes to hell. Lord Clarence dies anyway. Which karma? for everyone involved like honestly (laughs) but also the fact that the mistress like walks out after the scene and is just like holding her drink like "Ah." (laughs) (laughs) like there's a dead man in there (laughs) y'all better check that out (laughs) yeah so and you think like everything is going to be okay once like so the big like the scare was that the vial that um the poison was given to them in had the had like the engraving that would lead them back to the mm-hmm. apothecary. Mm-hmm. Um because Eliza made a mistake. Eliza put the vial in the vial um and cuz she was helping Nella because Nella was old and like frail at this point. Mm-hmm. Um she was like in her 40s. I don't think that's old. But like <laughs> for she then. Was, for then and also I think she was it was she was suffering from tuberculosis, wasn't she or something? Was she? I remember she said that she was suffering from the same illness her mother had that I, ended up killing her, no? I think it's tuberculosis. I Yeah. But I didn't focus too much on that. Yeah. I was just like she's old. <laughs> she's old. She's 41. She's in the grave already. <laughs> One foot in the grave. For this um, time period. For, for this time period, she's a skeleton walking. Um, <laughs> um she, but so she needed help and Eliza was helping her because after Mrs. Amwell yeah. had killed Mrs. Amwell, like Mm-hmm. She went to go stay with family because she's in quote unquote mourning and Eliza could do what she, she wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eliza was obviously fan- like fascinated by the apothecary and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she helped her and she gives her a vial that has that like bear stamp on it. Yeah. Like the, and once Nella finds out, they're like, well, fuck. <laughs> Right? He's dead. He wasn't meant to die. It was a very public poisoning because she didn't just give him a little bit. Like she right? told she, her like to. she told she gave him the whole thing. <laughs> like what was it? Like if she gave her the like the amount like that quarter, she told her to, like it would take a day. Mm-hmm. And then and it would like, seem like a thickness. It, it's a couple hours. Yeah. And the whole thing, it was like five minutes. Exactly. He's gone. Exactly. So she's like, You want it to seem like an illness. Mm-hmm. Instead, she does the whole thing and the dude's dead in like two seconds. And it's like, gee, what could have happened? <laughs> was it Lady Clarence that told the maid to do that? Or did the maid do it herself? Like, I think Lady Clarence told the maid to do that. Okay, so Lady Clarence was like... like Lady she was, Clarence, she was not, Yeah, she wasn't playing no game. <laughs> she wanted that mistress to she suffer. Said, do not pass go. Do yeah. not collect $200. No, it's she like, wanted that mistress there. to suffer. Jeez. And so everyone knew it was a poisoning because like a healthy man doesn't just die in two seconds after drinking something yeah. like right. <laughs> so um everyone's like well fuck the vial that they have like has the thing yeah and we all think they're going to be safe because lady clarence and she brings back the vial and she's like okay like she didn't see it it was hidden 
But no, that same maid who messed things up the first time messes things up again She's because like, she takes hey, Popo. I got some. She news takes for an you. imprint of the of the seat of like the uh, the insignia on yeah. the vial, right? That leads them to the apothecary and gives it to the police. Like this was what was she gave me to give him. <laughs> and they're like, well, now we know where to go, and. And I feel like at that point in the book, because I was like three quarters in, like almost the ending, right? Like mm-hmm. that's where like I think things started picking up from like a That's where things started to get blah for me. Really? <laughs> yeah. But it was like up to that point, what was like your conflict of this book? Like what was No, I know. No, like? I liked that conflict. I think what it was for me was I got boring reading about the chase. Mm. Yeah, but I like the idea of like like 17 or what's the I think it was like the 1790s yeah 1790s like police Mm -hmm. like chasing these people down I Mm -hmm. was like oh shit like they gonna be rolling up in their carriages like (laughs) constable oh because because it's England they're like hello hello (laughs) there goes our one English listener who popped in to see what was happening Well, how do you say hello in British? <laughs> <laughs> how do you say hello in British? It's Bonjour. hello. Bonjour is more fun. <laughs> Just because they're no longer in Europe. <laughs> Who is the... France is in Europe? Uh, England. Or like you England's know how the UK, still, yeah, or, no, they're still in Europe location wise. Yeah, they're just not part of the union. They're gone. Oh. They're gone. <laughs> Brexit has forced the UK out of Europe. You can't just say hello to them normally. You gotta remind them of what they've lost. You must remind them what they've done. <laughs> so, anyways, um, where were we? So, Eliza. I was confused at this part. Um, Eliza, like what? Like she made some like potion? Like I was intrigued and yet confused at her like perspective at that point where she's like she has like a book with magic in it mm-hmm. and she's like making a potion that apparently like gives you your breath back when you turn blue. Something like that, I think mm-hmm. is the description. And so, like, that's where, like, the touch of, like, magical realism comes in, really. Mm-hmm. Especially, well, up to that point, you had the ghost, too, right? But it was just so ambiguous. You don't even mm-hmm. know. Like, was there ghost? Was she really haunted by, like, the ghost of Lord Amwell? Or was she just guilty? You know? Because you can make the argument either way. Yeah, Nothing I just ever took it as her you. being guilty. Yeah. But, so she, but she makes something that, like, will help her because mm-hmm. they get on uh was it blackfriars bridge and because they're being chased by police um her and nella the constables the count the constables hello <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna go with the french theme here <laughs> Poirot. um they're being chased by Poirot. um he they're being chased and they really don't have anywhere to go. So, and like it's winter time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nella can't even like fully run. No, she But she pain. like apparently sprinted. <laughs> like she, I think at some point they said they had like, like 
they had widened the distance between them and the police by like a wide margin mm-hmm. and i was like damn she can run listen like- <laughs> when your life's on the line you probably can move a little bit faster you're being chased by the popo because you've been killing men <laughs> <laughs> yesterday to work i wore a shirt and had a ground po with a hat like a police hat on it and it said popo <laughs> Um, I really lean in to the, I I lean into the English teacher stereotype. Um, anyway. You're the Miss Frizzle of English. (laughs) Who just curses all the time. Um, so they, so they're on the bridge and it's pretty Mm -hmm. much like she's telling Eliza to go well because she's I, she's gonna throw herself off or something right yeah, like like she says it like she's kind of like I've lived my life yeah. I've done what I've done and this is the end like this is it and she's <laughs> and then Eliza's just like nope and just throws herself <laughs> off the bridge and you're like the f- just happened like yeah and the police assume that Eliza was the apothecary and mm-hmm. that Nella was just an old woman on the bridge. Right? (laughs) They were just like, what are you doing here, man? And then, like, she couldn't have been a part of this chase. She could barely walk. And I'm like, dude, she just out-sprinted you, but okay. Um, Yeah. And so I thought I was, like, I was shocked. I thought Eliza was dead. For real, honestly. But then, obviously, the potion worked or whatever, Cause she survives, like, cause Nella. What the next few days she's like, goes visit, she goes like, to visit yeah, well. Mrs. Amwell, um, to tell her about Eliza, mm-hmm. and she sees Eliza, and that's where we kind of end the like past storyline, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, where it's just like, is that really her? Because it also gave another hint of like, is it her ghost or is yeah, it we her? didn't. Well, we yeah, when it she ends, gets, we didn't know. Oh, but yeah. then it says she gets married. Remember? Well, no, well that's the, the article actually. No, the because the pat like our like the our time in the past mm-hmm. ends with that and like then, her yeah. seeing her and we're like, is it a ghost? Is it not? And then we go to Caroline, the modern and she time. Reads the article, and I feel like we haven't talked about Caroline in modern. Because I didn't like it. <laughs> well, no, like she was like I admire her courage, especially like with what she was dealing with. Like you had that huge theme of like motherhood with her, which is why I was also like if it because on Nella's side she had the apothecary too, while also dealing, which we didn't really talk about, her having a forced abortion from her lover, I think Frederick, mm-hmm. and how she had to deal with like who she was and not being able to have a child mm-hmm. and then dealing with Eliza, who yeah. she in some ways sees her as like almost a surrogate daughter. Yeah. And you have and Frederick had been married, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He so he was that big betrayal that laid her, led her to be okay with killing men. Yeah. Which, Which... like same girl. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, okay. I mean, I, I get can't... it. I can't. Hold I won't it. argue with you. <laughs> yeah. I won't argue with you, Nella. I mean, I feel <laughs> like after the third victim, I'm kind of like, okay, where are we going? <laughs> Okay, are Nella. you okay, Nella? We... Where's ye old therapy? <laughs> Can you prescribe a vial of therapy? Prozac? <laughs> SSRIs? <laughs> some uh, Coke with Coke? <laughs> Maybe you need to get in some of those opium dens they have back then. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, you need something, girl. <laughs> I feel like for Caroline's character, like, I admire her. She's cool. It's just, like, not my cup of tea. I couldn't really resonate with her. Um, so, like, I read her part, and then I was just like, okay. 
And I was one of those people that I felt like for most of it, I was kind of like, why are we reading her? But mm-hmm. it's because I expected that fantasy, that yeah. kind of magical realism aspect of this book. And she was more like a contemporary like novel or even memoir of someone just like finding mm-hmm. themselves. I was not expecting any fantasy magic realism no? in this book at all. No. So I think that's why I didn't mind Caroline's part mm-hmm. as much. Um, I was definitely like expecting more of the like, murder mystery like the murder Mm, aspect um so caroline's storyline like she um finds out her husband's cheating on her she goes on their honeymoon like their anniversary gift um gift which is going to the uk um she goes on her own Mm -hmm. and she goes mudlarking which i've never heard of that before (laughs) I kind of had. Really? But like mudlarking, I looked it up and it's just like it's described in the book. <laughs> You're just Basically, you go nuts. in like boots into the Thames and the river or what have you and you look, go through the mud to see mm-hmm. what you can find. And it's usually like bits of pottery, stuff like that. Um, and so Caroline does that uh, when she meets uh, Bachelor Alf. He's the mudlarker uh, enthusiast enthusiast who um, gets her to do it. And that's where she finds the apothecary um, vial Mm -hmm. from when, um, I think when, um, no, I think when um, Eliza goes into the river, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And, um... And it has the and it has the bear insignia, like, and so for some reason this like apothecary vial just like calls out to her and she starts looking into it. Uh, she meets Bachelor Alf's daughter in um, the library, mm-hmm. uh, Gaynor, which is a hilarious name. Right? I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to name my daughter Gaynor. I don't even care how if she gets like made fun of. Like I don't <laughs> care. Uh, I'm just going to be like, you're just going to be bullied, child. I don't, it's just going to have to live with it. Um, she meets her and... Um, that kind of, like, kicks off. It kicks journey. it off and they find out about Bear Alley because mm-hmm. they find Lady Clarence's, like, deathbed confession talking about the lost apothecary in Bear Alley. And then mm-hmm. they look at the maps and they find that. And then she actually finds the lost apothecary. And she trespasses and breaks the law. She breaks the law. Lord call Jesus. the constables. <laughs> Bonjour. Bonjour, constable. <laughs> Someone's trespassing. Um, <laughs> bring her back at. <laughs> and, Hello? <laughs> wrong country <laughs> um and and she finds like the first time she doesn't find the secret room but she does just like see the door yeah and how like she finds a bear alley mm-hmm. and then like on her subsequent visit she, she finds kind of... it and then she finds nella's book of murders that we mentioned at the beginning mm-hmm. like and she takes notes and she's <laughs> like yeah, these are all poisonous she take well she takes pictures because mm-hmm. we live it's modern time and we have phones yeah. <laughs> we have smartphones with terrible batteries that drain <laughs> from the flash this is not the phone from squid game where his phone lasted for three whole right? days <laughs> the whole season <laughs> um and then at some point her husband showed up 
mm-hmm. like as a surprise to want to fix their marriage. Like, hey, he is I such a I wet cheated. blanket. He is such a wet blanket. I and you know what? I I liked Caroline a lot because she didn't fall for his bullshit. It felt like she was kind of like thinking about it but she was like i need the space to decide yeah but like also remember for quite a bit in the beginning she thought she was pregnant yes she did think she was pregnant and Mm -hmm. like a baby would change how you would handle that situation Mm -hmm. and she even said like how would a baby um grow like what would be the environment that that child Mm -hmm. grows up in and like seeing us if we recuperated Mm -hmm. or are still like straining to be parents yeah straining to be a couple while being parents yeah exactly so um he he shows up he shows up and she's like i'm gonna do my own thing you do whatever and he he has like a cough or something right like yeah he has like food poisoning or like something like yeah and he asks her like if she has any medicine and she's like no but i have like essential oils Mm -hmm. and i think like it's the essential oil like what was it like tea tree or so eucalyptus eucalyptus it was eucalyptus and that's good for like the cloggy like the cloggy mm-hmm. nose you and like, like rub you it. rub it on your chest or whatever like you would freaking vapor rub dude right? like this like, ain't the 1700s like just google it how do you apply an this, essential this dumbass <laughs> swallows eucalyptus essential oil and like starts vomiting blood, right? Like he just starts dying, and in their hotel room, in the hotel room, and they have to call the ambulance. The ambulance come, and they see her notes on poisons, and it becomes this whole like they think she tried to poison him because mm-hmm. he's like out of it, like he can't talk at that point. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, we were having marital issues." Yeah, he mentions the, the marriage. Yes, and you're just like. You dumbass. So she has to get that cleared up. And she does. The police are a little bit sketchy. In the police's defense, I would be sketched out right. too. I'd be like, mm, this is a little suspicious. Right. <laughs> but then he says he did it on purpose. If that comes out. And I was like, okay, holy shit. So he's not a dumbass. He's just an asshole. <laughs> And a dumbass. <laughs> no, like, no. And I think that part actually annoyed me because I was like, that seems just stupid to do, dude. But whatever. Yeah. I would have rather it had been like he had done it on accident. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, like, luckily, she still decided not to go back to him. Mm-hmm. Like, even after all that. Because he had done that to, be like, make her feel bad for him and to, like... In yeah, his yeah. mind, bring them back together. He was, he was trying to pull a K drama move. Yeah, like, basically. Nurse me back to health, please. <laughs> and she was like, "No, you're dumb." She's like, "You're done. <laughs> you're dumb." <laughs> yeah. So that what? So they and she they get that separation. Mm-hmm. Um, she decides to go to Cambridge for the co- yep. graduate program, right? Mm-hmm. Which, like, I guess Cambridge just accepts you. <laughs> yeah she, like she read so she, many years she went in there really accepting like she says she like applied and she really just expected to be accepted so i was like damn i want that energy right <laughs> well like if you here's the thing though like i'm sitting here thinking like she's going to go in she has this bottle she's she found the freaking apothecary okay. like she mm-hmm. had like i 
she had a full like something she could show to them like yeah i've been fucking like researching yeah this. but then she throws the bottle out and like right and she like just says like it, oh this is my secret eliza and i'm like what? <laughs> that was really high that probably hurt elizabeth's ears um yeah but we do find out we get some closure from the past where we find out yes. um Eliza ends up marrying um Tom Pepper? Tom Pepper. Tom Pepper. I think that's Tom Pe- Tom Pepper, is yeah. Either Tom Salt or <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom Pepper, Salt. Yes. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> she marries Tom Pepper, who she had met mm-hmm. at that like bookstore, magical yeah. bookstore, whatever. And um And uh gives her the book, you no, know, and the spell that specifically yeah. saves her life. Yeah. So they obviously like they hit it off. I hit it off. They went on a few on days. And then he died like super young. Did he not? Yeah, like 24, I think. Yeah. And I'm like, did <laughs> Noah have a hit? <laughs> was there a bottle? I was like super curious. I was like, that seems suspicious. <laughs> and like, he had seemed like a cool dude. Right. So it's like, mm, I hope it was natural. <laughs> um, and then Nella died a little bit later or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, obviously, because she had been sick. Yeah. Um, but the bookstore was, like, successful. She had, mm-hmm. like, twins with, um, yeah. with Tom and, you know, had a happy life, mm-hmm. supposedly. Um, and... Oh, she poisoned him. No. Um, so... Yeah. So it was like a nice, like, tied up ending. With, yeah. Like, a little bow, mm-hmm. which was nice. I did like that. Mm-hmm. And then Caroline, I mean, she, um, she's off on her own journey now. Yeah. yeah. So hers is, this is just the start of it. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, lovely sentiment. I, I, it was, I still could read the book. I still liked it. You mm-hmm. know, it's just, it wasn't like, it's not a yeah. book I'll reread. Yeah definitely like you have those books that you will like you're like i would reread this mm-hmm. and still have a good time i yeah. wouldn't want to pick this up again yeah like i can appreciate it and then probably just like pass this copy off to mm-hmm. someone else and be like oh i think you would really enjoy yeah a book this like is this. a great library book <laughs> like a book you get and then you why put... does it feel like a compliment <laughs> but also well, though, i know that sounds awful <laughs> it's like <laughs> it feels like a good like book club read where it's like you're able to discuss it and mm-hmm. dissect it and yeah. then you're just kind of like okay back to the shelves yeah that's what i feel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's our first book yeah. discussion there we go yeah All right. i feel like that was a lot of what i oh there was and i meant to ask you this beforehand because there was also like as we read this book right there's a lot of like that motherhood um i guess like theme Mm -hmm. that's present throughout like all of their perspectives i feel and the story Mm -hmm. and i even like um like i saw some criticisms of that aspect of it too and i wanted to know like what did you feel first of all like just like reading about how it was all like like motherhood was a huge part of this i feel well i think we have to take into account that motherhood was a huge aspect of women's life, mm-hmm. especially in the 1700s. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say into now. now, like I think even now, even now, it's a huge aspect. Um, 
your ability to have a child is a huge part of being a woman, mm-hmm. whether that's wrong or right in society. Um, but we have to accept that in the past, mm-hmm. that was the main aspect of a woman's Definitely. life. Um, so um, I didn't see anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it made a lot of sense, especially for that time period. Mm-hmm. And I think how it was handled in the modern times too um, was really well because she had wanted kids because that's what was expected to happen, right? Mm-hmm. They had been married for like 10 years and they had waited until they were more stable financially mm-hmm. and everything like that. And so they were trying to have a baby because that's what was expected. Mm-hmm. And then shit hit the fan with the infidelity. And so when she found out she could be pregnant, she was scared. I mean, this thing that she had wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think probably no, still wants. Yeah, it's taken from her. Like, because if she's pregnant, it sucks. Yeah. If she's not pregnant, it still kind of sucks. But I think she was happier that way. Mm-hmm. And she decided to put that on hold. You know, she's going to Cambridge. Like, she's going to graduate school. This girl's not getting pregnant anytime soon. Um, at least not purposely. <laughs> so, which I think is a very modern take on it, too. Mm-hmm. So I actually liked it. Mm-hmm. now that I think about it I didn't even think about it at the time no. I was reading it but when I think about it I'm like it makes sense to me okay I appreciate that yeah I like what you said I think that's good I have no thoughts then <laughs> baby <laughs> <laughs> all right well well yeah those are all my thoughts then that's all my thoughts this was a gay, great conversation. I yeah. said gate. <laughs> I was thinking of Gaynor and then great. <laughs> I was thinking about how great Gaynor My was. My girl needed more screen time. Yes. I loved her. I, I want the spinoff with her. I want the spinoff where Gaynor and Caroline get together. Right? I want gal pals. At least <laughs> to something. <laughs> I want that I want the, I wanted that to be the ending I knew mm-hmm. it wasn't but I was like for some reason I, when I was reading it maybe it's because I'm bi I don't know <laughs> I was like I feel it <laughs> right I felt the vibes I picked oh up. I didn't get to say what the interesting thing that I looked up oh okay so when reading know. this um I thought about this story that I had read mm-hmm. and listened to um, about these village women in like World War One who poisoned their husbands, oh, shit. and it was from like the apothecary. So <laughs> it's the angel makers of Negravic. Negravic. Mm-hmm. It's Hungarians. So, mm-hmm. and I'm super white. <laughs> Wait, Hungarians are white too. So I should be able to do it, but I can't. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, the angel makers of Negrovic and um, basically this woman, um, Mrs. Fezeskas, she was a midwife mm. and um, it's World War One. A lot of the men in this town like had left to do the soldiering thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess like a lot of like the POWs like of Hungary were being sent like someplace close to this town. Mm. And um, women were enjoying um, the intimacies of other men while their husbands were gone. And, like, other women during World Wars um, 
they were very much used to a new independence that they hadn't had before, Mm -hmm. you know, because now they're the ones making the living, like they have to make the decisions themselves. Mm -hmm. And so when the war ends, the men come back and they're not happy with how things (laughs) went down. Some of them found out about the affairs and were pissed. Uh, They wanted things to go back to the way they were with them being the ones in charge all the time and stuff like that. And so uh, Mrs. Vesikas was like, why don't we just poison them? (laughs) So she provided poison to these women to give to their husbands when they were having trouble with them. Mm -hmm. And it, so like that reminded me a lot of it, but, and just kind of like what happened in the lost apothecary, uh, things got out of hand. (laughs) Um, I think in like, they said like in 18 years, like 40 to 50 murders oh, happened. Wow. <laughs> yeah. According to Nella, those are baby numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and it's because things got out of hand. Instead of just sticking to the husbands, women started to uh, kill off parents who were getting too old and annoying. And the mistresses like lady clarence Mm -hmm. and um even some maybe extra children they didn't want (laughs) so things got a little out of control and they got found out Mm -hmm. and in 1918 uh the murders were made public and uh 34 women and one man one man (laughs) one man (laughs) one man uh they were indicted uh, of them, I think 26 went to trial, eight were sentenced to death, but only two were actually executed and 12 were sentenced to prison. Wow. I think it was like a, I think it was like a village wide thing. Wow. <laughs> I wonder why some got like such extreme punishment mm-hmm. versus others. Like, did they like poison them with something that like killed them? Like horribly yeah or was it like yeah well so it was arsenic mm. and arsenic's not very fun oh so they they all use the same poison i think what i think so mm. from what i read like how you they got the arsenic because they just boiled fly paper and to extract the arsenic from that and then you put the arsenic like in their food and drink let's and- not tell people how to and this is how you kill your husbands, ladies. No. And our recipe at the end of this article. <laughs> um, there are recipes at the end of the book that you are welcome to try in the Lost Apothecary. Ooh, rude, rude. That was unprofessional. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. Thanks for listening, and yeah. hopefully, this wasn't a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, well, we'll see you next time, whenever that may be. We don't have a schedule we yet. We don't have a schedule yet. <laughs> so, see you next time. See you next time.